You are listening to Normalized Crime, an in-depth look at gang life and all the effects that come along with it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Normalized Crime. I'm Eric. What's going on, Birdo here? And Birdo, we're back with another episode. What do you got for us? Um, so I, I've been thinking about this this lately, right? And it's a, I guess it's a truism in 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 the street life and the gangs, especially like with us. Um, I was actually talking to one of my friends about it, and um, when I say us, I mean when I was a Latin king. Um, you know, there's there's a it's a weird it's a weird concept, bro. But I got many examples of it, and. Um, a lot of a lot of the examples I have are actually like guys I've mentioned on the podcast before. And basically the concept is that no matter if you're if you're a part of a gang, right? It it doesn't matter. First of all, let me let me say this before before I before I throw it out there. I, I was watching like a lot of, you know, just a lot of like random um clips about just, you know, like juveniles that that you know, get caught for felonies and murders and all this shit. And you wonder, like, when they, I this, this is the type of thought that I had, when they got caught, you know, at, at what stage in their career as a gang member were they? Were, were they? Meaning <clears throat> that, that shit really counts. Meaning that you have to go through the stages of being a gang member in order to get that kind of, real long withstanding respect and this might sound it it might be hard for you to grasp but at first but it's crazy because somebody can be let's just say somebody can be like a ride or die king right Mm -hmm. but he just became he just became a king and he killed somebody immediately a flake right let's just say it was a it was a rival you know what i mean and maybe it was a it was like some known rival. Let's just say it was a known rival, right? That guy that did it, even though he's a king, bro, he's not gonna have like the ultimate respect. Like people are gonna respect him for what he did, so to speak, but they're not gonna respect him as like a king, bro, because you gotta have that time in. And it's it's weird conceptually because you think what the pinnacle of being this gang member is being like you know somebody who's ride or die and and you know i mean is wants you know is willing to go to the top of the food chain and willing to kill and all that shit right and so you think that's it so you think okay if somebody kills somebody they gotta be like this recognized dude well recognized dude and that's not that's not true right and so i'll take you back i'll give you a few examples so like I mentioned a duetto a while back. You know, obviously we talked about the Miller Brewing, Miller Brewing executive that was was killed, right? And so I mentioned his story, you know, a lot because I really I, I relate to him being locked up so early in life and just going through the, you know, kind of the the vigorous the vigors of of being a part of the criminal justice system. But anyways, um, so. The thing about Weddle is he was doing that, going through that the the juvenile stuff, but not as a king, not as like a made member. He didn't start trying to come around until he was already getting in trouble, right? And so 
when he became like even just a future, he got locked up right away. Right. And so when you're a future and you get locked up, yeah, you're going to be around guys, which is how he ended up being around me. But I wasn't in the business of making guys while I'm locked up. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I didn't believe in that because, you know, yeah, there's a lot to be said about somebody who's willing to ride for you in a fight because that's a different different atmosphere. You know, like everybody can pull a trigger, but to put your hands up, you know, what I mean, when, when especially when you're outnumbered. So, yeah, he was ready to do that. Um, to some extent, but in the street, just a different element. So I never really made guys in prison, but I ran into him. Well, not prison, but in Wales, but I ran into him in Wales. But anyways, my point of saying that is like, he never had an, an, an established resume. You know, when he caught that, 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 that homicide, he barely just became 23rd street, you know, and that was after so long. And you know, he had been in and out of uh, of uh, Wales and, you know, did like some pretty nice stretches. And so when he caught the case, even though you're not going to get any stretch for that case anyway, because this dude's an innocent guy. You know what I'm saying? Like this dude's a square. He's nothing. And um, so he probably got, if anything, he probably got ridiculed. But but let's just say it was like a, a rival, you know, like my first example, mm-hmm. you know that time in is what is what's going to make or break you. And when I say time in, right? Like, so I was just, like I said, I was talking to somebody about it. So I just think about the conversation. It's like, yeah, man, it starts from when you're young, but you're already active, meaning that you're active, you're in the street, you know what it's like to get shot at, you know, you know what it's like to be out there, you catch a case, you go and do time. Now you're active while you're locked up, you know, you get out, you're back being an idiot, you know what I'm saying? You get maybe catch another case. You go like, and so this is like a repetitive thing because then you're you're not just you're not just known in your little neighborhood. You're you're known, you know, throughout the system. You're known like your your name starts pushing wider and wider. And so when you don't have the chance to do that organically, right? Like you just come in and boom, you know, it, it just it doesn't it doesn't get into the system. So guys don't really know about you. You know what I'm saying? Like when you get up north, guys don't really know about you. I know another dude, right? You know, I always mention his brothers because his brothers were my guys too. But it was this dude Jarvis. And Jarvis was like the youngest of, you know, this these group of brothers and um well the youngest that I knew. And he was uh, you know, but he was he was he wanted to be a member. He wanted to be a king. But when I was around, he was a little too young. And then I remember when I got out the the first time, you know, I think I was like seventeen. He had barely started coming around. You know, I got indicted, you know, not long after that when I was 18. And so when I was there, I heard about him catching a a murder. He caught a homicide and he tried to. From this is this is the account that I got. He was he he was trying to shoot at an MP. Um, Unfortunately, the MP was with his girl. His girl was pregnant. And you can put it together that the MP wasn't the one who got killed, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so he ends up getting put away for life. Right. But th- now, once again, that's a bad case to have, you know, in prison because you got to explain yourself. But, you know, I think a lot of guys are going to give him the pass because it wasn't intentional for her, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he was trying to kill somebody who was basically a rival who would kill Kings. So he'd probably got to probably got a pass if, if I had to guess. But um, my point in saying is that he didn't have that, uh, 
He didn't have that time in, bro. So that's not to say that he can't go up there. And obviously by now, you know, it's been so many years, he's he could have developed his own name and, you know what I'm saying, obviously put himself on. Yeah, that happens. You know, that's that's uh, that's very true as well. But I just think it's crazy, bro, how that how that concept, it really it, it, it really aligns with a lot of the people that, you know, early on, they might not have been around long enough, but they did a couple crazy things and, and you know, really they wouldn't have got the recognition for it. It would have took still more time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So <clears throat> it's in this situation, and I'm going to, just to simplify it, and I'm going to use the example, let's just say this person is a future. They go, they kill somebody, they end up in Wales or wherever they might end up. How are they perceived from the other Latin kings? Are they just, I mean, are they welcomed in even though they were just a future or is it kind of just like, well. No, yeah, they, well, no, they, they, they're, they're welcome in, but they're, you know, it's not that you've arrived moment, you know what I'm saying? Like you still got to earn your stripes, bro. Like there's no, um, you know, there's no throne that you're on once you catch like a case like that, you know what I'm saying? Like you're still coming in, you're still earning your stripes. Like, yeah, once you got time in and you've been down for 15 20 years like you're an older dude like guys ain't gonna push press you to be active you know what i mean like it's kind of you're and especially you got life you know what i mean like a lot of the older guys man i guarantee you bro like that's one thing man like i know there's a lot of people that they probably get frustrated like hearing you know like shit that happened in the street out on on the airwaves like this you know somebody who who ascribes himself to the street, you know what I mean? They would probably be upset. But the reality is that, bro, you have to point out just how the inconsistency inconsistencies of this life really, really affect like generations and generations of people, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the shit never ends. And it's for like something that people at some point don't even give a shit about, bro. Like, I guarantee you, man, there's a lot of them older cats, probably older brothers that are in them prison cells right now that ain't never getting out. They're never going home. And they're like, what the fuck did I do with my life, man? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real. Like, that shit's a real thing, man. Like, it doesn't hit you. You know, you know, gangsters are gangsters for a while, man. And yeah, there's some that die that way. But, you know, 20s, yeah, you're going to be strong. 30s, you're going to hold up, man. When you start getting in the 40s, man, you know, everybody that you know or knew, you know, people start dying. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit just puts you in a different headspace and it makes you realize. And then you're older, just naturally, you're going to be wiser. And you're like, what the fuck can I do? <laughs> you know? Um, and then there's some, you know, I talked about it before, man, that tell themselves that they are getting out, you know, maybe to stay sane or whatever. But there's guys that are really like that, man, that they, they talk about getting out. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I was in a juvenile joint and, you know, um, and then obviously in the county jail and then obviously in, 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 in federal prison in a different situation, when you run into a dude that talks about going home and you know he's never going home, you know, like he's got no possibility going home. Like not not like he's on appeal or nothing like that. I'm talking about like, you know, like it's over with. Like, that's it. Like he exhausted every everything he could. It's it's a wrap. Like when you're around somebody like that, bro, and they talk about getting out, that's probably one of the most humbling and like true 
form where you, you, you actually look at somebody and be like, man, like this, this person has made themselves crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to make yourself crazy to believe that, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, and they do, and they talk like matter of factly, you know what I'm saying? And I've seen, I've seen a couple of them, man. I've seen a few of them as a matter of fact in different places. You know, th- I think thankfully there was never anybody that came through Wales that um, that had life. But I but I ran across some dudes that had some a chunk chunks of time. My guy Marlon, man, he was he was a part of uh, he got charged as a part of another situation too. Just it's relevant. He got charged with the, this beating. They beat this guy to death on the north side. Him and like. I want to say it was like 13 kids, man, total, you know, and he was a kid at the time too. Hmm. He was like middle of the pack kid though. I think he was like 15 or something. You know, there was younger kids in that all the way down to like eight or something. And they beat this dude up, you know, I want to necessarily say it was gang related, but they were clicked up, you know, like that was their, that was their area. And, you know, and whatever happened, I don't know if it was because of that or not, but the guy died, he got 40 years. Um, but they ended up giving him, it was 18 in and 22 out. And so believe it or not, he's out now, you know? So when and you say, say 22 out, is that just like 22 on paper, on, on, paper, on probation, on probation? Wow. Well, I mean, yeah, I that's rough. It's, yeah, it's rough, but that's a lot better than 40 years in. <laughs> oh, for sure. But it's crazy. It's crazy. All this time later, he's out, you know, but it's another situation, bro. Like you think about it like, damn, man, like where, where were you at in your status? You know, were you in all these crimes that guys commit? I look at him and I think like, where were you at in your status, bro? Like what do you, could you, could you have left that behind? Go ahead. Do you feel like you were lucky in the sense that by the time you ended up in prison that you had already been in that life for so long? Do you think that gave you some sort of advantage over somebody that, you know, is only in it for three months and then bam. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, like, juvenile is different than like adult prison, obviously, right? Like that's the big boys, but it, that's not to say that there isn't um, still an order and op- an order of operations, and there still isn't communication, and there still isn't coordination, right? And so, when you're known as somebody who was like one of the guys, and guys walk in and see you, like you're going to be treated with respect, you know what I'm saying? And and then and then those guys, they they hold their chest up a little higher too, you know what I'm saying? No matter where we're at, and so from the detention center to Wales. You know what I'm saying? Like there was, I was always around other, other Kings, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, you know, potential Kings. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that was definitely an advantage. You know, I was already a King, I think for two years when I got, when I got caught. Yeah. I had, and I had juice already. I was already the Kasinka at that time, bro. So yeah, definitely it carried into there. And, um, and yeah, so you, you, you try to stay organized. So you're kind of kind of explaining it in the perspective that for these people, they go in there and they're probably not, they don't really have any cred. So yeah, the Latin Kings in Wales or wherever they end up are going to accept them in, 
but they're not going to get very much respect, even though they did like yeah. the ultimate. Yeah, and my, thing and, and my the, point, my point was was more leaning more towards like the murder charges. You know what I'm saying? Because because the ins and outs of of like Wales and DT and county jail and state prison, that's what I'm talking about as far as earning your stripes. You you need to go through that. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about like guys that just they they're new they're newbies and then they catch a murder, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're gone for life. You know, like they have to really earn who they are going up there. Nobody's just going to honor them. You know what I'm saying? Because they committed a murder. You know, that's that's kind of that's the way it go. Another one is like like um, Benny, you know, like Benny's my, you know, it's my boy. He's like my brother, man. But the reality is that Benny had been around for a long time, you know, but Benny wasn't active and he was he was just around. He hung out, but he was still kind of young. Um, immature, I guess is the better word. And then when, man, when he got made, bro, he just, you know, his situations happened so fast, you know, he didn't even really have a chance to be in the street that long. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's another instance too, you know, where, yeah, obviously you go to the joint and you earn, you earn that, um, you earn that rep, but like, let me give you an example of the other way. Right. So, <clears throat> there was a dude, I think I may have told the story on here before. There was a dude named Big Ben. I did tell the story before. And um, Big Ben, I, I told you, he was a king and he was on the first indictment, but he didn't get much time on the first indictment. It was more like, you know, almost like a conspiracy charge or something where he only got five years, mm-hmm. I think was his, his sentence on the first indictment. And when he got out, you know, he knew um, a couple of the guys that cooperated you know, for sure. And so, but the thing is, is he knew like them personally by their face. And so he ran into him in a bar and Mm -hmm. I told you, he shot them both, killed them both. Right. And so my point of saying that is like somebody like him, like him going up there, I mean, he's going to be treated like a King, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because one, he already been through the rigors, you know what I'm saying? From, 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 from a shorty, from a young, you know, wilding in the street, going to juvenile, getting out, catching the case, damn, caught, got indicted. You know, everything, every stripe you could possibly get gumming up the ladder, he got. Mm-hmm. And then he went out with a bang. He killed two informants, you know? And so, yeah, he's going to have that, he's going to have that ultimate care package. Um, But <laughs> that's, that's pretty shitty if that's all you can look forward to, Rose, a care package <laughs> in prison. You know what I'm saying? Like if that's the fucking goal at the end of that rainbow, wow. Like that that's pretty That's a shitty rainbow. <laughs> man, that was a fucking that was a waste. I tell you that. You know what I mean? Like you you people and guys don't look at it like that, bro. Guys don't look at it like the the end game, right? It's about the here and the now and satisfaction and and all that instantaneous satisfaction and, and you know, nobody sees that shit, but I'm telling you, bro, it, I wish I could have conversations with a lot of those guys, bro, that uh, got all that time and and they seen all that shit and they're like, damn, man, you know? And um, just to think about, because, you know, at least when you look back at it, there are some good memories of that time that you can hold on to. Whereas yeah. or these people that just, I mean... They never got any of those good memories. They just had 
the the bad thing happened and they went to jail. Yeah, you know, like very true. It's like very it, true. It, so when they look back at it, wow, it's. I mean, you probably look back at it and say that was a waste of my those years of my life, but it was exceptionally a waste of the time for those people because they never even got the great friends, the great memories and stuff that happened outside of the violence and all that, which is kind of sad. Now, let me ask you, do you think, so if, if somebody comes to you and says, Hey Berto, you, you're a reformed criminal. We want you to take the gang judicial system and redo it. Do you think like a person that really has no, long history of being with a gang, but then does something terrible. Do you think those people should get less of a sentence mm. than say somebody that has a long, long history and has been, you know that they've been in the Latin Kings for four five, six years. And yeah, the thing is, the thing is, I think, I think history doesn't come into play until after what, until after you realize what the actual crime is, like what's the crime. Well, let's just say that's because you see what I'm saying? Like there's a difference between killing a Miller Bruin executive who's not a rival gang member and killing a rival gang member. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference in that. Whether you were a future or a Latin King as a, as a civilian, that crime right there is going to get you a life sentence. I don't care if you're in a gang or not. Right. But that really, I mean, you're very right in that statement, but that's not really right. <laughs> That's not the way it yeah. should work. It's, All yeah, lives should be equal, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's <laughs> not. It's not, but that's the way it goes. But but now, now if you're saying like somebody, yeah, no, now if you're saying it's a rival gang member, you know, um, should, their, should their criminal history count against them? I mean, it, it does now. They use it now. Um, I mean, I'll give you an example. Even for me, when I got indicted, I was 18, just fresh turned 18. Mm -hmm. And um, so I have no adult criminal history. <laughs> but here's the caveat. Here's how they get you. Because I wasn't out of the juvenile system for over five years, they could use my juvenile history against me. Mm -hmm. How how convenient, right? So, yeah, that's an example. Like, yeah, they'll use it against you, bro. Like, um, should that be, should it be like that? I mean, the problem with that, bro, is, is like them enhancers, they get out of pocket. You know what I mean? Like they get so crazy that you can't really, you can't really deal with it. Like them enhancers for, 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 you know, criminal history and all that shit. They say, yeah, if you punish somebody more and more and more, they'll stop doing it. But some people don't know what else to do. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and is it fair that you, I get caught, if I get caught for a gun, and I got criminal history, I get 10 years and you get caught for a gun and you got no criminal history and you get probation. I don't know. I don't think, I don't know if that's fair. You know, when you can walk home on your street without worrying about anything happening to you and I can't, you know, so yeah, I don't know, bro. I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you put that into, I don't know how you compartmentalize, um, you know, that kind of situation that kind of uh, like it's too vague bro it's too there's too many there's too many moving parts to try to make something like that concrete 
You know, you have to individualize certain situations and people. Right. Because that's how that's how bad laws get made, because they make really, really bad laws based on, you know, um, broad generalizations. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Of of a certain group, you know, like you can get 20 years for selling cocaine and get seven months for embezzling a hundred million or whatever. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so, you know, I guarantee you all those people that were selling drugs would have rather been on the embezzling money game. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they would have probably went that route. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, I don't know if I said this on this podcast, but I think I said it on Milwaukee Mafia, but I apologize to everybody if I have said this, but I've gone on this binge of watching this TV show called American Greed, which is about all these people that run Ponzi schemes. Yeah. And like Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. Basically not, not Bernie, but, but all these different people, you'd be amazed at how many of these things there are. He was on there though. Was he? Okay, I yeah, I have Bernie Madoff was on there. I haven't seen that episode, but I watched these and I'm like, I mean, we're talking about people that steal hundred yeah. to three hundred million dollars, and they get like look at this five dude, years Sam in jail. Yeah, look at Sam Bankman Fried. I don't know who we that should, is, but that's that's <laughs> the guy. That's the guy that just embezzled this all this damn um uh for all the the crypto. It's like billions of dollars. Like, would it be? Mm-hmm. And he's going to court right now. He just lost. Like, like I, you ever seen like Shark Tank? Yeah. Like, so the guy Kevin O'Leary, Mister Wonderful, like he put, he gave him money to invest in, like, <laughs> invest in crypto. And and I remember when it all happened. He's he's like, "Where's my money? Where's my money?" <laughs> and it's gone, bro. Like gone. Like, would it be? Yeah. I think they told him like, "How does it feel to have you know you had billions of dollars and now you have like." just over a hundred thousand dollars in your account like that's crazy and just wait until it wait until if he gets convicted watch his sentence because it'll be stupid low like yeah i think most like, people i think most of them are low but you know what i did hear like they have like some sort of enhancer on him because of the amount of money because of how how much money it was so i'd be curious to see how much time he really got he's really going to get, cause he's going to lose that trial. I think he's going to, he's going to go to trial because he thinks he's got no choice. They're not going to offer him anything good because they know they got him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but I just find it amazing at the disparity in the sentences because, yeah, hell yeah. That's you what know, I'm saying, bro. It, it's, it's like a, these it's people a, are, are ruining, ruining people, hundreds and thousands of people's lives, but yet they get like five years. And it's like, that doesn't seem right to me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's a lot of things, bro, that uh, you start getting a little older and you start to see, man, there's a lot of shit that's wrong with um, society in the way it is and what what the concerns are. I mean, an example, this isn't, and this isn't, this is not a, a political statement, um, but just for some context, like think about like all the people in Maui, right? Like we're barely struggling to give them money to rebuild their whole place. Yes, yes. But we but we send in Ukraine, you know what I'm saying, billions of dollars. You know what I mean? Like that shit is it, it's it just seems a little bit 
backwards, don't you think? Like it's a little off. Take care it's of, a little yeah, off. we want to take <laughs> care of our people first. Yeah, we'll ship ship like, billions of over there, and then we're going to give everybody in Maui like I think they said it's like seven hundred dollars a household or something to get back on their feet. Yeah, and I could be mistaken, bro. Maybe you'll know this better than me. But like, and I respect it now because obviously I see it for what it is, right? Like Israel, they're they're obviously they're our number one ally. You know what I'm saying? Like that's and they got a lot of good shit going with them, right? Like technology wise. But maybe I'm mistaken. But I don't know. When 9-11 happened, I don't remember Israel pulling up to help us like that. <laughs> Who was really helping us? Like I don't remember anybody really pulling up to help us, but we just be pulling up ships everywhere. And we just, we policing the whole damn world. Oh, we yeah. can't even take care of the people here. Yep. Yeah. That's totally true, man. Cause that's, and because it's all just a power play. It's. I don't understand that, bro. I really don't understand that shit blows my mind, but um, yeah, that's what we do. We just take topics and go on random, random rants. Yeah. I think but we yeah, just man, way got off of topic, but. <laughs> I was thinking about that though. <laughs> it was a thought on my mind though it's a, it's a real thought somehow it, it somehow it ties in together um but yeah bro I, I i wonder like i wonder like with myself right even like if like let's say i got out and i didn't get indicted right let's just play fantasy world mm-hmm. there's a, probably a solid chance that i'm gonna catch another case right like almost 100 percent, you know and so that means i would have went ended up going to the state prison and then from there you get out, you're in and so it just progresses more and more and more. And so that's that that's what I'm saying. Like that's what your ultimate that's where your ultimate badge of honor comes into play. How crazy is that, bro? That's it's ridiculous, but it is what it is. I mean, you know. Think about it though, right? Is it is it is it is it similar to the military? Like you just every time you go back, um, and, and re-enlist and, and you go longer and longer, you get more and more stripes. Mate, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, dude, so when, when, when you sit and talk about a gang, I mean, I apologize to anybody who's absolutely in love with the military, but the military, military is just a government sanctioned gang. <laughs> That's, it sounds yeah. exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and everything is, I think a lot of the structures of gangs come from some sort of governmental influence. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you get into a lot of gangs that have captains, lieutenants, they have soldiers. Those are like literal terms, mm-hmm. you know, that a lot of gangs have. Like, where do you think that gets, they get that from? They get it from the army. They get it from, um, an example was the, the, the NF. Um, I just, I've been doing the, a little background on them getting ready for a potential interview that we're going to do. And they're like that all military. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, it's just the design. It's the layout. I guess it's convenient. You know, even Inca and Kasinka is, is a, like a, an Aztecian term, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's like from, you know, Way to way to hell back, but it's a leader in a in a you know. Is that is that really what it is? That's I. Yeah, that's interesting. I would have never known that. Yeah, yeah, that's where it stems from. Like the manifesto is rooted in like philosophy, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's tied into it's tied into a form of a religion. 
um, it's kind of, I don't know, it's, I guess it's, it's a little hard to explain. Um, but God, I would really, yeah, they believe in God, but they also believe in like a sun God. And so I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of in a sun, like, like a sun God as in the sun in the sky. God, is that what you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And that sounds like a very Inca thing too, as well. Yeah, it's something like that, bro. It's like an Aztec um, kind of philosophy um, mindset. It's weird, bro. Like I told you. So I told you, like Almighty is an acronym, right? I told you Almighty, it's really uh, broken into. It's a love measured and great harmony towards Yahweh, right? And so Yahweh is obviously in the Bible. You know, if you read Exodus, you'll hear like about Yahweh. You know, and Yahweh is basically God. It's just what the Jews call their God. And so, you know, Yahweh, um, obviously, in the Spanish text, is Yahweh. So that's kind of how it is. It's a love measuring great harmony towards Yahweh. Like, they correlate a lot of things, bro. You know, and, and it was, like I said, it was designed um, mostly by, you know, the two founders. And so they take a lot of philosophy from like Confucius and, and um, just different like Brown pride literature and, and shit like that. And they, and they put it together. And I mean, it makes for, it makes for a, a good general outline of a kind of people, you know, like then that's reality, bro. Like there's nothing really wrong with that, the manifesto and the way of life of it with the exception of the people that join it and, and corrupt it. I mean, yeah, there's a couple things that shouldn't be worded in there the way it is, you know, because it, it automatically, it automatically implies violence. Um, but for the most part, the way of life though, bro, is it's spot on with just morals and traditions and um, respect, you know? So, I'm curious yeah. if you, you probably, you might not remember this, but does the, what is it called? Your man, is it the, is it manifesto. a manifesto? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is the manifesto, does it, does it ever, from what you read of it, does it ever really specifically tell you that violence is okay? Or, no, but, but, um, it just, it doesn't like say, it doesn't say verbatim like that. It kind of just basically like, um, so it's like, okay, let me give you an outline. So it's like, you know, you, you know, kind of like, a, it's like the 10 commandments. Just imagine the 10 commandments, right? So let's just say one of the commandments is thou shalt not cooperate, right? Like I, this isn't, this isn't by any means what it says, but I'm saying, I'm giving you an example, right? And so if you do, then you broke that commandment. So what there will say is um, basically like any breaking of any of the rules or code of conduct of the Latin Kings is subject to punishment, right? So you don't have to state what the punishment is, but when the day and age comes where the only punishment is basically death, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no other, you read between the lines on that one. You know what I mean? And, and so God, what this really, really sounds like, I'll, very similar to me is the whole like Taliban, the Quran thing where they, 
they are using the Quran as a book that tells them to do all these things. But really, the Quran doesn't say to do any of that stuff. <laughs> they, they just like find a way to twist the Quran. Yeah, yeah no, Ooh. the Quran is the Quran is righteous, bro. The Quran is is not. Um, you know, that's just somebody's religion, bro. Like, yeah, there's a there's a the majority of Muslims are not radicals, right? You know what I'm saying like that's that's the um, exception. And yeah, and it sounds eerily similar to that, where these people that are the radicals are just taking this book and they're pulling things out of it and saying, well, it tells us to do this. And it's like, well, it really doesn't tell you to do that. You're just, you know, you're twisting it to make it to tell you to do something that you want to do or you feel like you should do or something. Yeah. I I think, yeah. I mean, it's, there's similarities. Maybe there's a little more extreme, right. But, um, but our shit is, it's definitely, uh, it's influential, bro. Like it is like to be empowered by that. And so the interpretation that is given to you, because a lot of times at 13, 14, 15, you don't understand philosophy, Mm. bro. Like you don't understand what is really trying to be said to you. Like you read it because you have to, and because you, you kind of want to remember it, you know, and know some shit, but not, not necessarily because you want to understand philosophy. You know what I mean? Like, and so, yeah, you just kind of learn from all the people around you, bro. And, and you you assume that they're teaching you the right way. Right. You assume that they're teaching you based on the principles that are in the manifesto. And we, we've talked about this many times. We know that's not true. Right. You know? Totally. So, and, and really at the age of 13, you're young enough that you can give, they could give you this book and then you could read the whole book and then they could tell you, okay, this is what everything means. And you're probably just going to take that as, Oh, that's what it means because you're not at a point where you can truly understand what it's actually saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, and I think that's the, that's the, um, I wouldn't say that they look for it necessarily all the time, but that's the incentive for older and, and, you know, more, more, more distinguished brothers because they don't have to, um, now they have pawns, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, bro, it's so easy to be enamored with that shit, bro. It's so easy because just think about this conceptually for a 13, 14, 15 year old, right? Some kid who's got no you know, they can go stay out as late as they want because their parents don't give a shit or they're just rebelling or whatever it is. And you go and you're accepted by this group of guys, you know, who embrace you. And there's drugs, you know, there's alcohol, there's, and there's girls and it's just exciting. And then you start to create this illusion that this is real. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this situation is real. And it is with some people, it is, you know, you you do, you do develop those relationships, bro. I was never the type that could just be phony and turn my feelings on and off with people. Like, you know, if I didn't like you, you would know it. If I fucked with you, then, you know, you, you know, you, I'd be your homie for life. Like that, that's what it was. So, but yeah, I, I don't know, bro. I think that, I think it's pretty, pretty self explanatory man that all these weird little quirks that go with the street just just shows what kind of hypocrite it is in and out you know Mm -hmm. because 
what's good for one isn't good for the other. What's good for the other isn't good for one. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's just where it goes, bro. Like we've talked about all these hypocrisies throughout everything. And this falls in line with it and similarities too. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you have to earn this status, but you know, even though you did one thing, it doesn't give you that status, that legendary status. So I just thought I wanted to talk about that, man. And, and, uh, and, and bring that up. Can we go off the subject? Can we go off subject real quick? Let me ask you a question. All right. Now, and this could be, this could be some far out. This could be some far out shit that people might not, um, they might not want to hear, but I, I just, I'm just curious to get your opinion on this. Um, so like, yeah, you never, you'll never, you'll never kill gangs. Right. I believe right. that statement, but I'm curious, man, like how much, how much of this shit, just like gang life and all that shit is like really just, it's meant to be there because it's like, if you really, really wanted to stop it, could you stop it? I mean, because it's like, I don't know, bro. Like we have, we have like so many different laws and and freedoms in the world, but sometimes I feel like you know, the powers that be want that shit to be right there, you know, want like that group of people just taking care of each other and, and shooting at each other and killing each other because it's, it's because those people aren't spread out in other places. And it's weird to think like that, bro. But I just, I look at, I look at the way the powers that be um, have, have worked over the years, man, and how they function. And you, you look at it and you see, it and you're like, damn, bro, like there's some, messed up shit that goes on with the government and and uh, i was just watching the other day about like a retired los angeles police detective and he was like trying to testify yeah i mean this is probably an old ass clip but he was trying to testify in front of congress that basically like the cia was selling drugs like basically had people selling drugs you know throughout the city city streets like it makes sense though it makes sense because it's about money bro it's about it's about money at the end of the day you know one of the main reasons that the economy didn't collapse the way everybody thought it was going to during covid was because of drug dealer money you know that like that's a real thing like without I drug dealers that, but that's interesting yeah. well because because the money bro the money you gotta understand the money had that stopped there was no there was no more money everybody was out of a job like shit's supposed to collapse this is before the the loans kicked in and all that shit and i just feel like Bro, there's 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 so many things that the government has their hand in that they don't admit to. And like that's one that's one real thing, bro. Like what do you think in them other countries what do you think they do when they run into like heroin fields? Do you think they just burn them down? They take the money. Like they have to. I don't know. I just think about that shit, bro, and and um, I just feel like there's there's probably a lot of there's probably a lot of shady shit that we just don't know about, you know. And it's like we fight the rat race, you know, and everybody over our head, we can never see through it. I can only really add one thing to this, and and I'm really on the fence about this belief. But my biggest thing is is like what you're talking about is a major government conspiracy type thing, and. I generally go to 
in my mind that what I see in the government, I don't think the government is that smart. <laughs> right. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like that. Like a, I don't, I don't feel like I fit into that like crazy, wacky conspiracy theorist type of person. But I mean, like you see the proof is in the pudding from what I see, like, you know, the show Snowfall um, is based on a real life story where they were basically getting drugs from the CIA. Like that's a real thing that's happened before. And so it's not like, it's not like I'm pulling something out of the air. Like I'm looking at, I'm talking about shit that I've seen and just like how, how the government works, bro, how it's just so convenient bro they just pass laws and throw in shit in these laws that you know the public just never really pays attention to like yeah you got all these bills that are being passed and they say it's for this or for that but there's a million other things that are underlying in it like that's what i'm talking about like just shady shit man like um so how can you ever be so sure that it is what it's they say it is you know what i mean like i, I was just i was just wondering about that like you know i, I think about shit like that yeah I and I can see it, and I think it's it's possible. Like, if you wanted to say the president was behind it all, I don't think that's possible. But no, 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 could, nothing like that. Like nothing like that. CIA, I'm like talking about the institution. I'm talking about the institutions that are that are, that have been in place for forever. I'm not talking yeah, about like, any one individual. You know, I'm talking. I'm I'm talking about institutions that have been in place forever. You know, what I'm yeah. saying there's there's you know but you're it, certain- it dates back. Yeah, like the military, the CIA, the FBI, they could have all sorts of crazy things going on because the the, the biggest reason why I don't say with what we see with politicians or like the government, they can't do it is just because most of them aren't there long enough to really do anything, in my opinion. So, but yeah, you're certainly right. Like with, if you've got you've got people that have been in the FBI for 30 years. They could be doing all sorts of shady shit and getting away with Bro, it. Like, look, who's going to give you another the oversight, you know? Yeah. And like, let me give you another example, right? Like with Congress, like Congress exposed themselves, right? Like, I don't know which, which, uh, which house member it was, but he exposed himself when he was talking about having the ability to control the debt limit. Right. And having that, or, or to, to come because you know right now they have the looming the deficit or whatever the hell it is where they yeah, have to the pass debt, it. It's coming right. in November, yeah. right? And so they have to yeah they have to pass debt. So but you know how long that's been ongoing? Oh, forever, <laughs> like yeah, for like twenty years. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. And they do that intentionally because that's how they sneak their bullshit in them bills. Because once they find a final resolution to that bill or a ten year resolution, they never have to come back to the table. But if they can come back to the table. They can bring all their little sneaky bullshit in between. And that's on both sides. I'm not talking about one side or the other. I'm talking about both sides. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, all the shit that we can't see as citizens, you know what I'm saying, that put these people in power, that's mm-hmm. what they do, though. They make life decisions for us on our behalf. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, man, that's where all these radical-ass laws and, all you know, some places are taxed, some people ain't taxed. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy, bro. But let's swing it back real quick to do do, do the do gangs exist because for a reason? Like, is it almost like the government doesn't want to get rid of them? And that one, I don't think that there's really because really, I mean, you were there. Do do gangs do anything but create chaos? Really? 
No, but that's my point, though. But that's my point, though, is that if you know what an evil is, right, and you have the ability as a country to impose martial law, right? I mean, that's a that's a that's a that's a hard stance to take. But if you got a city that's killing over a thousand people a year. And you know this is where the majority of the violence is. You couldn't impose martial law and go and start, you know, like cleaning up the streets or having a police presence or anything like that. To me, that seems like they basically are like, it's not my people. You know what I mean? It's not my people. I ain't got to worry about them. Like, whatever. Just let them kill themselves. Let them, let them kill each other. Because... Yeah, they have the power to do all kinds of shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like passing a bullshit law every now and then. Oh, you know, it's like, yeah, they pass a hard law on guns and then they pass a, uh, uh, a, a, they pass a hard law on guns and then they pass a, a law where you get out of jail earlier for guns. Like it's, it's, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, they're, they're just trying to win votes. They're not really trying to solve well, problems, bro. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, let's be honest, that's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're that's not, whole point. you know, like, like, well, I'll use God, we're really going off on a thing, but like shootings in schools, mm-hmm. you know, like, like one of these happens and then they all start talking about how they're going to pass laws to, to, you know, prevent this from happening. And then they either pass a law and and then it doesn't come back up until another school shooting happens again or they just like we're working on a law we're working on a law and then a school shooting doesn't happen for a while and then it just kind of fades away well all they're really doing is trying to make people happy (laughs) you know and feel safe but in hindsight are they really interested in fixing the problem i don't really think so i think they're more interested in just how do we get people not to be upset about this so the next time we come up for election we can get reelected? You know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like and, that shit and, is a joke, bro. Yeah, and that's terrifying. <laughs> but but that that's the system that they I our forefathers built. So I guess we yeah. them, you know. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, the intent was there, you know, for something right. Yeah, I think this is. I, guess, I feel like we're talking about the manifesto now, but we're talking about the Constitution. The, the, <laughs> yeah, the, intent, well, the intent, the intent was to be right, bro. But I don't know. I just feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like problems that can be taken care of, or at least be partially helped. You know what I mean? Like think about all the innocent people that live in the neighborhoods, bro. That just hear gunshots every day, all day, mm-hmm. and they can't afford to take their family anywhere else. You know. And you got this dude that can't even put a coherent sentence together on a damn stage. You know what I mean? Talking about he wants to help people. And that's for all these presidents that go up there, though, man. Mm. You know what I mean? These these communities and societies, they stay the same. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I don't want to see Russia blow the shit out of Ukraine. But at the same time, we took that billions and billions of dollars and stuck it into programs and stuff probably could have made this country a lot better of a place you know yeah but yeah i mean listen bro and me too like i feel bad for those people over there they're innocent people too they shouldn't have to die um but where does that money come from where do you think that money comes from well i mean 
for me and you. Well, I don't where, know where, one no, no. motherfucker in Ukraine. Listen, <laughs> no, no but my point I, I wouldn't say it comes why from. Why isn't the rest? Why, why isn't why isn't the rest of the? Yeah, because thirty one, thirty one, thirty two trillion. We'll never see the end of that. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll never see the bottom of that debt, man. So it's yeah, not we'll never see the bottom of that debt. But what I'm wondering is, how come no other countries like be putting up money? Like I don't understand. Like the other, like, if you throw a house party, if you throw a house party. You know what I'm saying? I say, Eric, we're going to throw a house party. You're going to bring something to drink. I'm going to bring something to drink. And then we'll, you know what I mean? Like, we'll all drink. Like, I feel like we're the only ones bringing something to drink to the party. No, if you Ain't follow. bringing shit drink. No, I want to clarify. If you follow, there are plenty of other countries that. No, they. they not, no, not, not me, in me, anywhere they, near. Okay. That's what I'm about to say. Done. They yeah. bring in their own 40 ounce. They ain't bringing nothing to drink. <laughs> they bring in their own 40 ounce. That's for them. They're going to drink that. That's all them. They ain't helping. <laughs> So yeah, I ain't buying that, man. I ain't buying it. America be putting that shit out, man. So, man. But that's you know, what do you do? So can't do shit. It's still the greatest country in the world. <laughs> so the greatest country in the world, but we're mediocre in everything. So sorry everybody. Yeah. For for everybody that loves this country. <laughs> no, that the facts are true, the numbers are true, but that doesn't mean it's not the greatest place to live cuz I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. I could argue that, yeah. but but Well, yeah, I mean, you've probably been to a couple of nice places, but would you want to live there? Would you like stay there forever? I think I would. I like simplicity, you you man, and I think this country is way too complex for me. But then again, I've always been a traveler. So maybe if I actually lived in another place, I would realize all the stupidness that goes on in those places and and would feel very differently, you know? Yeah, plus I feel like in America, bro, everything is at your fingertips. I don't know if you say that about every other country. No, you definitely can't. But I also, I have the philosophy that I don't know if that's the best thing in the world either. You know, like... Being able to, being able to buy anything under the sun that you could ever possibly want and get it in two days, is that really a good thing? Because all that does is make people spend more money. And I'll tell you something about Americans: we spend too much money already as it is, so we don't need that kind of convenience. So, yeah, that's probably true. You know, but I don't know. I think everybody's probably sick of just hearing us talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, we went really went off on this one. So apologize to everybody. So we apologize that this one went a little off the rails, but but hopefully it was a good episode for everybody. No, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people are going to be able to be able to understand that concept, bro. A lot of a lot of the fellas I know, a lot of the people that are on Patreon, they they understand that they understand how shit is, and and um, it probably it might have been something that they just overlooked, but you know talking about it now they might be like damn that's true bro like you know for whatever set you were a part of whatever click you were a part of like you know bro you can't just have two months in catch a murder and then and then be known as anything when you go up north like you're gonna have to earn your stripes all over you know what i mean like you don't get it you have to go through that process and uh yeah and i just I thought that was a pretty trippy one man considering that murder is like one of the glorified things you know, because it's like the ultimate, you did the ultimate, uh, sacrifice for your, for your mob, you know? And do you, from your perspective, do you think, should that be enough to, to get you that cred? Nah, because, because for real, it's like, who knows you? 
You know, right. like, you know, like if you're a newbie, you just came around or whatever, like nobody's really going to know you anyway. So it, it comes know, down to that trust circle. factor and that trust. You can't really, you can't really yeah, establish a tra- trust factor from that point, you know, from that one act, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, all right. Are we, are we ready to wrap this one up before yeah, we end up going up, off <laughs> on another yeah, weird it's... tangent? So yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. With that, we'll wrap up this one up and we thank everybody for their continued support. Um, you can reach out to us at normalized crime at gmail.com as well. We do have the Patreon, patreon.com slash normalized crime. And we will be back in one week with a Patreon episode, two weeks with another podcast. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to normalized crime. Stay tuned for the next episode.